One of the most pressing challenges of our generation concerns energy and growing demand for it. It affects almost every aspect of our lives. How we work, how we travel, how we spend our free time, how we design cities or even how we think about the future of farming. And most of all, it affects our planet. In this podcast, we will talk about the future of energy, what are the biggest challenges for the grid operators and what are the ideas to meet them that we all, electricity users, will benefit from this. My name is Łukasz Gras and I will be your host for the entire podcast series we called Powering Low Carbon Communities with ABB. Let's start. Well, this was one hell of a year, the year that changed everything from our definition of social interaction to the way we work every day. 2020 was the year when COVID-19 has made the biggest impact on all of our lives. It boosted new services, new products, and even whole new industries. Joining me to discuss this almost tectonic change is Anna Mazzoleni, Global Product Manager for Services for Point Zero at ABB. Hello, Anna. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. And if you don't mind a series of questions to start with, uh, I have three questions in one, but you must answer in uh, that exact order. I'm going to read them, okay? Then we can go back to each question individually, but they sound like this. How do you work now? How did you work during the lockdown? And how did you work before the pandemic? So let's start. <laughs> All right. So I hope I remember the order. <laughs> so um, I now work uh, in a very flexible way, I would say, uh, partly at home, so in smart working and partly at the office. Uh, and I actually find it very productive. Uh, and uh, uh, I try to concentrate my calls when possible when I'm at home and at the office to really leverage the face-to-face -face interaction with colleagues. Uh, during the lockdown, uh, I was forced uh, to work from home, like like everybody. Like most of us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Most most of people, yeah. Uh, and it was shocking for me at first, uh, to be honest, because I was not used to the missing interaction with colleagues. I also found it difficult at the beginning to find my work-life balance, um, and and it's probably due to how I used to work before the pandemic. I always went to the office. Uh, so smart working was already allowed in our company, but uh, I really uh, never used it. So yeah, I was not used to it. And I think uh, uh, how I work now with the flexible mode is, uh, is really good. And I find it uh, uh, very productive. Uh, you know, I th think the answers to this question have allowed us uh, to see a revolution in the approach uh, to work, the revolution that the pandemic has brought. Uh, but on the other hand, I think to myself that this revolution was inevitable. Uh, you know, it, it hung in the air. The pandemic only accelerated it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, do, I do agree for sure. Also, uh, for example, in ABB, uh, we, we started actually this revolution before the pandemic. We started uh, um, experiences, technologies like augmented reality and virtual reality, which really enable uh, interaction, even remote interaction or interaction 
with products and technology directly. Uh, so it was even before the pandemic. Of course, uh, the pandemic really boosted this. It really fueled the adoption of, of this technology and this change of, of habits also for both uh, uh, our daily life, uh, uh, but also if we talk about the electrical world and especially the field service world, uh, it also changed a lot. Okay, so so now walk me through the trends, the most important and the most popular. What uh, are the strongest trends caused by the pandemic that you see in everyday work and life? In which ways are they connected to your industry? Well, what I see is really technology becoming the enabler of remote interactions. And, and there are two aspects of it. Uh, we can think of the um, conferencing tools uh, that we normally use uh, to, to collaborate because they do provide virtual meeting rooms for collaboration and they are very useful for certain uh, type of activities. Uh, but there is another world as well, which is the, the field service world, where these conferencing tools might not be enough. And it's where these technologies like uh, augmented and virtual reality really comes into play because they really are beneficial also in these environments, which are sometimes uh, not, not, so, to, not so easy to, to uh, provide the, uh, an easy and smooth interaction, but they can really enable these. Can you name specific changes that you had to make at ABB as a workplace uh, while working in the office and, uh, as you mentioned, on the field? Yeah, so in, in the office, uh, we had, of course, to reduce the office capabilities, so the number of people who were allowed to be and are allowed today to be in the office at the same time. Uh, but like you said, for the field uh, operators, for the field engineers, uh, it was really the biggest challenge because sometimes uh, they were not allowed to get to the customer side to, to provide support. Uh, and of course, <laughs> it was a real challenge for us. The biggest challenge is because of what? Of Because of, uh, you know, uh, the... the the people or no no it's the fact that uh, we could not travel basically to site ah, due to okay. the pandemic yeah it was really impossible to to get to the customer site uh, because of the travel restriction uh, and so we had to to find a way to provide the remote support instead of physical support um and, and that's how we came up with uh, our solution uh, for uh, remote assistance, for electrical systems, uh, which really enables remote interaction thanks to augmented reality. So do you think that uh, technologies like uh, AR and VR will thrive now? Are consumers and co companies more open to them? Uh, because, you know, not long ago, it was said that AR and VR were technologies popular only among computer gamers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, now they sure are. And as mentioned, really the pandemic has fueled the, the adoption of these technologies. Of course, uh, it's a long journey. Uh, and, and post pandemic, we will see more use cases emerge for this technology. We will see also technology itself uh, uh, mature. And therefore, the adoption will grow even more. And, and there is also another driver, actually, which is uh, sustainability. We know that sustainability, it's, it's really uh, a core topic for everybody now, like it should be. Uh, and augmented reality and virtual reality are really allowing to reduce CO2 emissions. So that's also something that will uh, boost uh, the use of these technologies. Okay, professionals used AR and VR even before the pandemic. How did ABB implement these technologies before COVID-19? 
how do you do you use it now um yeah we started actually before the pandemic uh, to do some some experience with uh, with these technologies mostly internally first so we tried to understand uh, which are the concerns of our customers and which are the, the requirements that we cannot meet today, we could not meet, uh, and that we maybe could address with some of these technologies. And for example, we started experiences the remote support internally so that our own field service engineers could support each other even from remote location. And then only then we applied the solution also to our customers. So we, we always make sure that the solution is working fine internally first. But let's say this, this came really before the pandemic. So we saw the usefulness of these uh, technologies uh, even before. Then, of course, during the pandemic, uh, uh, like we said, it was impossible to travel. So uh, it, it became really uh, a must. Uh, but the need was there already. And I'm sure that the benefits, uh, like increased productivity and reduction of cost, reduction of downtime, uh, will really uh, make sure that uh, the, the adoption will grow in the future, even though, uh, as mentioned, it is really a change of, uh, of culture and of habits. So as, as always, it takes time. What could AR or VR support look like for people in the field? Could you describe? Uh... Yes, maybe we can even make a comparison uh, with the, the real life. Uh, um, yeah, and give me an example, yeah? Yeah, uh, you can think uh, of, of a real life example of augmented reality uh, like Pokemon Go or uh, the solution which allow you to virtually try on some jewels uh, or to see how a new sofa would fit into, into your living, living room. Those are all solutions that exploit augmented reality. And the same is valid for the electrical world. So the use of these technologies means uh, using a smartphone or even smart glasses to see digital content on the real world. For example, in the form of augmentation on the real equipment to show specific steps of a guide or live annotation from an expert who is remotely guiding the field operator. Maybe let's, let's make an example to, to make it more real. Imagine that there is a field operator who has uh, troubles uh, to, I don't know, Rakina circuit breaker. Then he could simply download an application, select the product for which he needs support, and then the related guide, which uses augmented reality to make it really simple for the user to understand the guidance because the specific steps are shown on the real equipment. And for the field operator, it means that there is no need to search through pages and pages of a product manual or waiting for the support of, of an expert for troubleshooting games, but really finding the information quickly, efficiently, and easily understandable. Imagine this is not enough. Of course, the field operator is not left alone. He could connect remotely to our expert who can guide him by placing live annotation on the real, real equipment. And it doesn't end here. So this technology really can address more use cases. For example, joining an immersive virtual environment for training purpose or uh, seeing augmented operational data about the electrical equipment, equipment and much more really. And after you said, I, I really wonder what is the bigger challenge, the technical side or human side? 
to convince people, for example, to use VR or AR? Yeah, there are, uh, like you said, both challenges. But from <laughs> the technical side, uh, a factor that sometimes is holding back the development of AR and VR content uh, is the broad- broadband infrastructure. But 5G networks are actually rolled out now worldwide. And as they are, more AR content and use cases will also emerge. And there is also another aspect to take into consideration, and is that uh, the solution that exploits augmented reality can actually also be bandwidth independent because the, the content can be downloaded and stored locally. And we have solution already on the market uh, that show downloaded troubleshooting guides superimposed on real equipment. And in this way, really overcoming the bandwidth challenges. Then always from the technical side, I would say uh, the smart glasses are still not very much used and it's due to the cost. Uh, The cost maybe in comparison to the still uh, few use cases that that, uh, exist. Uh, But also from this point of view, the augmented reality content can also be leveraged on uh, handheld devices, so for example, a smartphone or a tablet. And plus, uh, there is the expectation that enterprises uh, will actually be the leading adopters of AR smart glasses over the next few years. So it's it's really part of, of a change that, uh, that will happen. Uh, and then there is the human side of the story, of course, uh, and we actually see the maybe youngest uh, field operators who are actually looking for this kind of solution. So they they don't want to uh, go through pages and pages of a manual in the old way. They are used to connect uh, to the net or download an application. Connect and act. Exactly, exactly. So they are actually looking for it. So Great. So, So tell me, how about the diagnostics? Yeah, well, um, regarding the diagnostic, uh, of course, uh, augmented reality can also be um, something in addition to the diagnostic. So whenever we have monitoring a diagnostic solution installed on the electrical equipment, uh, we are able to, to monitor and to actually predict failures. And with the integration of augmented reality, we can also guide uh, the operator on site uh, to to, to what is needed, let's say, based on the data that we have. So the two uh, integrated really provide a 360 degree level of support. Anna, I realize that it doesn't make much sense to draw up scenarios 10, 15 years ahead because the technological development is incredibly fast. But How will uh, AR and VR change the utilities industry in, let's say, two to five years from now? Well, um, let's say that the main challenges and and key focus of utilities in these days are related to the aging workforce, uh, uh, struggling with qualified staff, uh, and also asset management and lifecycle management. And from this point of view, augmented and virtual reality will enable them to increase productivity and keep the installed base always at peak performance through a service support which is reshaped uh, to be fast, efficient and sustainable. And this is actually the art of our uh, Service 4.0 program which aims to reshape the way in which we provide the traditional services by boosting interaction through the technology and in this way, empowering our customers. 
And one of the key elements of this program is the ability to be brand independent. That is also something that utilities are looking for. So being able to provide a holistic support, um, for example, Imagine augmented reality used for checklists and procedures not strictly related to ABB equipment, but not even to electrical equipment necessarily. And, and we are developing and we, we will keep developing brand agnostic solution, for example, uh, um, in the area of safety. That is a very, very relevant topic. Um, and, and I would say that from this point of view, the collaboration with partners as, and startups is crucial. And we have, of course, Definitely, va yeah. valuable partners that support us in this journey. Yeah, it seems uh, that, you know, AR and VR path uh, is the only way you should choose if you want to build a sustainable and uh, modern company. Yeah, let's say that uh, it's a part of it for sure. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a very important uh, path uh, to take because this technology can really reshape the way in which support is, is provided uh, and the support would become faster, more efficient and also more sustainable. So it's something that really uh, makes sense to, to, to test and, uh, and to try. And it seems like the industrial sector could benefit even more from AR, VR than the consumer market. Yes, actually, today the consumer market is predominant uh, in the use of uh, AR and VR content, but uh, uh, it is expected that by 2030, the enterprise segment will be the dominant one because these uh, benefits that we, we just uh, uh, discussed, like increased productivity, reduction of downtime and so on. Once they are clear in mind because the solution are tested, uh, then they will boost even more the adoption of these technologies among enterprises. Yeah. Anna, uh, at the end, I've got a personal question. Um, do you use VR technologies at home for private needs? Uh, not VR, but I use uh, augmented reality sometimes. Uh, I actually um, just bought a new house, my first house, actually. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's sometimes very useful to be able to place this digital content on my live environment. So if I want to see how a certain piece of furniture would fit, uh, it's very useful to, to use this augmented reality application. So, uh, yeah, even in my daily life, I would say they are very, very useful. Yeah, great. I, you know, I'm not asking about artificial intelligence because AI is uh, present everywhere in your phone, in your computer, the internet, your home, if you have a smart home, even in your car. Uh, that's why I asked about VR or augmented uh, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Uh, okay, uh, last but not least, uh, could you tell me more about your profession? You know, you are a global product manager for services for point zero at ABB. What does it mean? Yes, yeah, so basically um, I work in uh, electrification service uh, and in my role, uh, so I, I look after this program called Service 4.0, uh, what I do is really trying to reshape the way in which we uh, promote, sell and deliver the traditional kind of services, exploiting these technologies that we just discussed. So augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, because what this technology do is that they boost uh, the interaction, which can be either interaction uh, between people, 
like a person on the field and a remote ex expert supporting him, but it can be also interaction directly with products or with the technology itself. And this really empowers our customer to, to do certain activities and even to take decision with us. So it's not uh, uh, as taking the decision for, for our customer, but really together we interact in an easy way and we make decision together. Uh, so it's, it's a change for sure of, of uh, our approach. Um, and I think it will be really beneficial for, for both uh, stakeholders. Yeah, a very interesting topic. And thank you for, for the conversation, Anna. And I hope we'll meet again in some time to verify your our predictions and forecasts. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Let's hope <laughs> thank so. you for the thank interview. Thank you very much. I wish you a good day and health. Stay safe. Bye-bye. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.